Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is WBA Super Middleweight Champion, Andre Ward, and you're with Leave It In The Ring Radio. Hola, soy Sergio Maravilla Martínez, de LeaveInTheRing.com. Hola, soy Saúl El Canelo Álvarez y estás en LeaveInTheRing.com. Este que se tocará es el renuente. Escúcheme por LeaveInTheRing.com. Hey, how's it going, guys? It's Victor Ortiz at LeaveItInTheRing.com. So take care, guys. How are you doing? You're with Abner Mares and you're right here with Leave It In The Ring Radio. Hey, welcome to another edition of Leaving the Ring Radio. I'm your host, Dave Duenas. This is Measuring the Fighters. We're going to be talking about Devin Haney versus George Cambosa Jr., the rematch. We're going to recap first the first match, and then we're going to get into Tale of the Tape, and then we're going to get into uh, the do's and don'ts between the two fighters, and then we'll talk a little bit about the 135 lineup. But first, let's recap what happened in the first match when they encountered each other. Both men were coming in undefeated. Devin Haney had a perfect record of 27 wins and 15 KOs. George Cambosa was walking in at 20 wins with no blemishes, okay? This is what happened here. Cambosa was riding off high off of that win over Teofimo Lopez. Uh, everybody was kind of seeing it in the interviews. Went out there with this massive confidence. Could you blame the guy? He beat the man to be the man, Right? Devin Haney was a guy that we still had questions. We knew that he could box. We knew that, you know, he could deliver his jab. We knew he had the package. What we didn't know, though, is could he withstand getting caught with a big shot? Was he going to recover right away? And was Cambosa going to jump all over him and pretty much take him out of there? That was the question. Well, he answered it. Devin Haney decided to head out to Australia, and he boxed beautiful. He established his jab. He established his feints. He was first. Uh, you know, he made sure he didn't stand in the pocket too long. When they, you know, when Cambosa tried to close that distance, he frustrated Cambosa. Uh, I mean, it couldn't have been more perfect of a night for Devin Haney, right? Now... George Cambosa did some things. He had some moments in there. You know, he did land that overhand right that dropped uh, Teofimo Lopez in the first round, but it didn't catch him clean. It didn't catch Devin Haney clean. Okay, the other thing that Cambosa was doing good, he was, you know, throwing the straight right to the midsection of Devin Haney. Uh, when it did get in close, he did try to open up with those fast hands, but you almost want to say that he went out there Without a complete game plan, there was something missing that night. It just didn't seem like you could catch his rhythm. It didn't seem that, you know, he really watched any tape of Devin Haney. It was almost like it was a surprise for him uh, when Devin Haney got in there because it just didn't look like he was prepared at all for what he was about to, you know, what he was about to confront. 
on their first meeting. Well, David Haney's hand was risen at the end of the night on the 12th round with the scores of 116-112 twice, 118-110. So now all the belts have been handed over to Devin Haney and they're gonna go at it again. So let's look at the tail of the tape. First up, we got Devin Haney here, the dream. Age 23, height is 5'9", his reach is 70.9. He's got 174 pro rounds. He's won 28 of his fights, no losses. He's got 15 KOs, the 54 KO percentage on his record. George Cambosi Jr. Tail of the tape, he's 29 of age, he's 5'9 in height, he's got a 68 in one reach, he has 142 pro rounds under his belt, he has 20 wins with one loss, he's got 10 by way of knockout, and he has a 50 KO percentage. Now this is for all the belts, the IBF and the WBA, the WBC and the WBO. So for the return meet between both men, Devin Haney and George Cambosa, it will be October 16 of 2022. Let's look at their best wins. So here are George Cambosa's best wins. You got Mickey Bay, Lee Selby, and Teofimo Lopez. Okay, we have to go with uh, Lee Selby. You have to recognize that. Why? Because Lee went out there with a great jab, trying to box, and George Cambosa showed, hey, he can box as well. He got the win over Lee, went on to get the fight with Teofimo Lopez, which is the more recognizable name uh, on his uh, resume. We saw what he did. He was able to drop and hurt uh, Teofimo Lopez in the first round, and he hurt him a few other times in other rounds. He was able to outwork uh, Lopez to win all those titles that are now on the line. Here's Devin Haney's best wins on his resume. You got Yorkies Gamboa, Jorge Linares, Joseph Diaz, and George Cambosis Jr. I gotta really put Jorge Linares because that was a chess match of the highest level for him. Um, he showed he was able to hold up with a very game veteran. He did get hurt, but he was able to recover, keep his composure, and get the win. Now, going with Cambosa Jr., he's able to establish his feints and be first. He was able to establish his jab, and he was able to keep it in the center of the ring throughout the whole fight. Okay. First, we're going to go with the deuce. Uh, what he's got to do in there, in my opinion, he's got to jab his way in. In the first fight, he didn't do a lot of that. In this one here, in order to, not, to break the rhythm of Devin Haney, he's got to jab in. He's got to remember, he's got a really, really quick jab. And if he's looking to push back Devin Haney, well, he's got to jab his way in to get to the body or to get off those fast hands and land any of those combos that he was looking to land in the first fight. Now, go to the body. He did it in the first fight. He was actually landing in the body with the straight right, but he didn't do it often and he didn't do it enough, okay? He started head hunting. With here, he's got to do which is stick to that plan, which is you're able to touch the body, you were able to do it in the first fight, so hopefully you went back and looked at tape and saw, hey, I can do that, I need to be a little bit more consistent. I gotta actually invest into Devin Haney's body. And he was able to do it with a straight right, going down and hitting that side of Devin Haney, even in the solar plex, it caught him a few times. He's gotta realize his speed gives him enough time 
to land a big shot to the body and actually get out of the pocket if he's if he's afraid of getting countered by Devin Haney. Moving on, if you watch the first fight, he waited two minutes in the first round to let his hands go. He was waiting. So this time around, what he needs to do is be first. He can't be second. He's got to be first. He actually has to go out in the first seconds of the first round and establish his pace. Show that this is his fight. It's not going to be Devin Haney's fight. Okay, when he allowed Devin Haley to take lead in the dance, guess what? They tangled all night. And that's not what George Cambosa wanted to do. He wanted to mix it up. He wanted it to be a little bit more intimate. Well, in order to do that, he's got to go out there. He's got to be first so that he gets he gives the presentation of what he wants to do right in the first go of those few seconds and few minutes of the first round. Now, Here's another thing that he has to do is punch between the punches. And what that is, is when Devin Haney decides to open up, because Devin does decide to sit in the pocket for a few seconds. He likes to remind you, hey, I got two hands. And when he does that, and you know he's going to do it, because he likes to set it up. He likes to throw his jab, and he likes to circle around you, and he likes to open up with his right hand and then throw a hook. Well, when he does those things, Cambosa Jr. has got to remember, he's got quick hands too, and he can do some inside fighting. So he's got to punch in between those punches of Devin Haney and try to land something. He's got to make something happen, unfortunately. You know, he's going to have to take some risk. I didn't see that he took enough risk in that first fight, and it cost him big, right? That's why we're doing it again. So this time around, he's got to punch between the punches with Devin Haney. Now, here are the don'ts. The one thing that he cannot do in this fight is follow. He can't follow Devin Haney, okay? He's got to make sure that he sucks in Devin Haney a little bit here in this fight. If you watch when he fought Shelby, he was he was making the boxer come to him, you know? He didn't, like, get too over-anxious and, and try to be this world beater, you know? He, he tried to make things stay at a certain tempo. You can't follow and hope that something's going to happen, He's got to make something happen. Here's another thing that he's got to stop doing, okay? It's just throwing the overhand right. If you watch the first fight, Devin Haney was aware of it. He was prepared for it. And you know what? He knew when it was going to be thrown. So that's something he's got to just kind of throw away. If I was him, I would concentrate more of just throwing the right hand down the pipe, not over the top. He's got to stop boxing the boxer. He's got to remember that Devin Haney is a much more skillful fighter. There's no shame in that. But I feel that if he decides to go out there and try to box him again, we're going to have a repeat. He's going to have a deja vu. So don't box the boxer. He can't afford to give seconds away in this fight. Just can't do it. Shouldn't do it. He's got to stay busy. And he's got to stay moving. And like I mentioned you know, a little earlier... He gave away two minutes in the first round by absolutely doing nothing. He was waiting for Devin Haney to set, to come forward, to lead the dance, and it cost him. It cost him, in multiple of those rounds, it cost him because he decided to give seconds away, okay? And it gave time for Devin Haney to think. 
You can't allow Devin Haney to think. You don't want your boxer, you don't want the more skillful boxer to think. You want to keep him busy. You want to keep him guessing. You want him to expend energy that he normally wouldn't do, okay? If you see that the guy's comfortable, that means that you're giving seconds away and you're giving him time to think and breathe. He can't afford to do that. So he's got to be on top of him every second and every minute of every round. All right, let's look into the do's and don'ts for Devin Haney. His feints really established a lot of his countering and established his jab, and it really made uh, Cambosa guessing. So if it worked the first time, I would go immediately back to that in the rematch. The second thing, which he did beautiful in the first match, was tie up Cambosa when he got in close. You know, he didn't allow Cambosa to display these hand speed that everybody was talking about, the quickness that Cambosa has. He stopped all of that. Every time Cambosa got in his personal area, Haney was able to tie him up and hold him, and it, allowed, and it, made, and it made Cambosa reset. So he's got to go back and doing that same game, game plan because it obviously it worked the first time around. Thirdly, he's got to keep fighting on the outside. It worked the first time with him, okay? He's got to keep that fight on the outside. He's got to establish that jab, keep that jab flicking. His jab was beautiful. It was the tail of the whole fight. Um, it kept Cam Cambosa at the end of his punches at bay, and he was able to gain points off of that jab by fighting on the outside, keeping the fight on the outside of his punches. So I would continue to do that. And lastly is... Again, we bring up the jab. He's got to control the fight with the jab. He did it in the first fight. Why, you know, why try to fix something that wasn't broken? And he's done it in every fight. If you watch him, he establishes against Guy Boy. He established it against Lenaris. I mean, the kid's a very the kid has a very educated jab. So you school Cambosa with the jab. Why not go back in the rematch again in October with the educated jab again? Let's go with the don'ts though. There are some dotes, and the first one is for Devin Haney is stop dropping his guard. He got a little too comfortable. He was dropping his left hand a lot. He's got to make sure he's got to keep it up, okay? And the reason why I'm saying that is, like I said, if Gambosa watched tape and realized, hey, he likes to drop the guard, and he likes to put his weight in his front foot, that's a perfect opportunity to, to show that hand speed with a left hook straight right, okay? So, Devin Haney... That's the don't. Don't drop your hands. Don't drop your guard. The other thing is, this is what's got him in trouble in the past in other fights is he's overcommitted. Okay, he's decided to stay in the pocket uh, too long. He did that a few times with Cambosa, and it didn't cost him. He was able to take some of the grazing shots that Cambosa uh, landed, um, but it didn't cost him. But this time around. You know, it could cost him if he decides to overcommit, stay in that pocket, overcommit with his punches, and decide to do more than a one-two combination, three, four, five, boom, he may get caught. So I'd be a little careful with that. I wouldn't go and do that too much. I would stick to what worked for you in the first fight. Now, lastly, one thing I saw him do a lot in the first match between Cambosa was whenever he ducked a headshot, for some reason, if you're, if Cambosa was up close, he would duck down and look at the canvas. That's a, that's a cardinal rule you don't do 
in boxing. It's a big no-no. Why? Because you're not supposed to leave your target. You're always supposed to keep your eyes on the target. So when he does that and he looks down, he looks at the canvas and comes back up, that should should give the opportunity for Cambosa to land something big. Maybe an uppercut, maybe a left hook. He was trying to land his overhand right. That didn't work. And, and, and that was because Devin Haney would look down, duck down, and then he would take a wide step out, out of range for that right hand. That's why that right hand went right, you know, just swung right by his ear. But this time around, like I said, if Cambosa and his team did their homework, they could realize they can capitalize that rather than throw in the straight right or overhand right to try to catch when he's coming back up, come in with a left hook. You won't see it. Okay? So... These are the things that I see that, you know, these are the things that I see that Devin Haney's got to do and don't do in their upcoming rematch. All right, so now I'm going to break down what I think is going to happen and give you my prediction of what I see may happen on October in Australia between the two in this rematch here. Um, Obviously, you're going to favor and put the favor is Devin Haney, okay? Um, you know, he's displayed and he showed that he's got the more masterful skills, uh, that he could stick to a game plan. He's very disciplined in that. His father gave him great advice in the first match. His dad was able to see things and was able to correct it. Okay. So honestly, I don't think there's anything to really criticize, uh, except for the for the don'ts that I mentioned, those are very slight things that he's got to say I can't do in this rematch. Now, he can always go out there overconfident. He can always go out there thinking, hey, you know, this was an easy fight. Uh, he may not have adjustments and overlooked Cambosa Jr., but I just highly doubt it. I highly doubt that he, he did. Um, I, I'm pretty sure his dad is in his ear and he's telling them like, hey, we got to take this guy serious because he is a real threat. Um, you know, and uh, he obviously had an off night because we had a great, awesome plan, right? That's how you have it. That's how you make sure a guy has an off night is when you have an awesome plan and you go out there and you just outbox this person and you, you know, you leave them wondering if they can come back the second time around and do anything better when they what they did, right? So, to me, Devin Haney, if he just doesn't do those don'ts I just mentioned, I think he's going to be fine. Uh, I think that he could stick to the plan and he can execute it. We saw it, and he just can't get caught with anything stupid, right? Now, going with George Cambosa Jr., I mean, there's things that he can do, right? I mean, he is effective with his jab, but we didn't see it that night. Um, I almost got this sense that he kind of fell in love. Like, I hurt the man, which is Teofimo Lopez. I hurt him. Uh, I'm quicker. Uh, I witnessed Lenaris hurt him. I, you know, he, he was on shaky legs. Even uh, uh, Joseph Diaz hurt him. Shaky legs. I can do that, too. And I'm going to get him out of there. And I think that's where he really got caught up with that moment of, you know, I'm a stronger guy. And he forgot everything else that got him to where he was at. 
his heart, his jab, uh, his putting his combos together, um, really make an assessment of what was in front of him. He really didn't do that. Now, again, off night just means you didn't have the right game plan to face a better, more skillful fighter like Devin Haney. But it's not to say that you can't correct it. It's not to say that you can't come up with a better game plan, okay? He's just going to have to do a lot more. He's going to have to really dig deep and put more in that arsenal if he wants that win against uh, Devin Haney. I'll give, any, I'll give you examples here. The, over, the overhand right, like I just mentioned, Devin Haney sees that, okay? So... In my opinion, his corner should have told him in that first fight, stop throwing the overhand right, start throwing it from the elbow on a straight right, okay? Because Haney was looking for it. He had his left hand down, and he's just looking for it so he can step out of the way or duck it, go underneath it, okay? He should have saw that. He should have caught on to that and throw the straight right. This time around, if he does that, I'll guarantee you he could break the rhythm of Devin Haney. The other thing is, is he's got to follow through with his punches. You know, once he lands something big, he needs to stop stepping out of the pocket to work his way back in. Even if it grazes Devin Haney, stay there. And that's when you punch in between the punches because Devin Haney is a fighter. You get him, he wants to get you right back. Okay. The other thing is he's got to get physical. Whenever Devin Haney grabs him, he's got to get physical, you know? And if he wants to avoid being grabbed by Devin Haney, well, he's got he's to establish his jab. He's got to stick that jab out there, okay? If he doesn't want Haney to use the ring, the entire ring, and keep the fight in the center, he's got to jab his way in. He's got to push George Cambosa back. Instead of staying on the outside of Devin Haney's punches, he should be in the inside. And already knowing that Haney's going to hold you, well, that's why when you jab your way in, why don't you look at throwing uppercuts? Try to get these uppercuts in there. He's got a great uppercut. Just didn't use it. The other thing is, like I said, is those body shots. He's got to invest in those body shots early. Really, really, really early in the, in the rounds of their fight to slow down Devin Haney to, to we, we've seen Devin Haney gas out. We've seen him show fatigue. We've seen that when he gets fatigued, he gets hurt. He gets rocked. So Cambos and his team's got to look at that and say, okay, there's a writing on the wall, but how do we underline it in our match? Okay, well, you got quick hands and you were able to land some good body shots in the first fight we got to do this more often in the second fight. So looking at the fight, I got to tell you, there's just a lot more that's, that Cambosa, Cambosa Jr. has got to overcome. And a lot of that is, is it's really tough if you didn't work on these things in your camp. If you only worked on, hey, I'm going to go back out there and I'm just going to fight harder. I'm just going to go out there. I'm just going to fight harder and I'm going to try to land something big and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you weren't strategic about it. 
I see a repeat happening all over again. Because to me, Devin Haney, you got to break his rhythm. Okay, he has showed that he can get fatigued. He has showed that he can get hurt. But he only gets, he only gets to that point when you create those moments. So, Cambosa has got to create these moments. And when he creates those moments, he's got to seize it. He can't just let it slip through his gloves. He's got to seize those moments. So, my pick, my prediction here is I'm going to go back with Devin Haney in the rematch. I think that he's he's going to outbox him. I see Cambosa having those moments again, the four and five rounds. But I honestly see that it's just going to end up the same scores that we witnessed in their first encounter. I won't be surprised again if we see a 116-112 at the end of the night of their rematch. So, like I said, don't put your money on what I'm telling you. Analyze the fight. I put out the do's and don'ts. I gave you the tail of the tape. I gave you each man's best win. And I'm giving you my breakdown and my prediction. And you go from there. But let's look into the division. Of the winner between the two, what do they look forward to in the future? Number one, you got to give Haney. Number two, Cambosa. Number three comes in, Lomachenko. Number four, Ryan Garcia. Number five, Giravante Tank Davis. And then you got the sensational Isaac Pitbull Cruz. Okay. So, seeing that the deal that Devin Haney and Cambosa have with each other, uh, Devin Haney, if he gets this win, he still has another fight on contract with Bob Aram, top rank. And we all know that where uh, Cambosa stands, he has that contract with top rank as well. Um, but, like I said, going off of my prediction, I could see Devin Haney for that third fight go up against uh, Lomachenko. I think it's a great, great, great matchup, okay? Uh, Cambosa has also showed interest. If he gets the win, do not be surprised if he gets a shot at uh, Lomachenko, or should I say Lomachenko gets the shot at unifying the title between either one of these guys and who is more, who is victorious on their October match, okay? You have the three other best lightweights in the division. Uh, you got Ryan Garcia, Gervonta Tank Davis, and you got Isaac Pitbull uh, Cruz. I would love to see any three of the top three guys at the lightweight division face these guys, okay? But I think that there's business that has to be met between Garcia and Davis or a rematch between Davis and Cruz. If none of that, Garcia and Cruz. But we've seen that the negotiations have been hectic and how Oscar De La Hoya has tweeted that he's trying to get it done but nobody on the other side of the street shows any interest of seeing these guys go at it but let's just hope down that line okay if these three other fighters are interested of unifying this division and they know they need to get at the guy who holds all those belts let's hope they convince their promoters to let them cross the street. 
to let them get in the ring, to let them have a piece of history, which is unifying that division, giving the fight fans what they want, which is the best fights available. We know that Pitbull wants that. And he even mentioned, hey, if I can't get the Gervonta Davis rematch, then I want Devin Haney. I'll take him on. We saw the Lo Mexicano show. I will take him on. And he shows no fear at all when he steps into that ring. When he mentions Gervonta Davis, what did he do? He shrugged his shoulders and he was like, eh, I'm not really sure yet. I don't know. I want him to fight Roley. The guy that he knocked out with a great counter punch. He said, let them go at it and then they get me. So I haven't really heard the interest. I mean, we've seen the Twitter exchanges between Devin Haney and uh, Giovante Davis. But those are just words being thrown into the sky of web. How serious is that? Uh, we don't know. Until Gervonta Davis has shown that he will fight guys outside of the PBC spear, I'm not going to hold my breath. Ryan Garcia, you guys can criticize him and say, hey, well, he's not, he doesn't want to fight anybody. And if he does, he's got mental health issues or he backs out. We're not too confident. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I think the kid truly does want the best fights out there. And I think that he sees Gervonta Davis as the first step. It's a big name. It's a big fight. Uh, I know plenty of people that are going to go out there and witness both of these guys get in the ring. So I hope, I hope that Golden Boy and PBC can get it together and work out a deal and get both of these guys in there. Because the winner of that fight, in my opinion, should get a shot at the undisputed title in the lightweight division and if neither one of them want to mix it up and dance I'm going to campaign for Isaac Cruz push him out there get him out there Sean Gibbons get him out of the PBC contract because I believe we can make that happen with an ESPN fighter or with Golden Boy which, you know, it did fall apart. They're, they're fall apart. They're negotiations. But I think they could happen again. I think they could do it. I think Oscar does want to provide the best fights. Okay? Now, all promoters, their job is to get them the most money and, you know, uh, the best fights available. And every promoter wants to have an upper hand. Well, that's where they have to, honestly, draw up a good contract where, where everybody wins. It's a win-win situation for everybody. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm a hopeful person to see, to hope to see these better fights get worked out and come into fruition so that we can sit back and enjoy the sport that we truly love, which is boxing. Anyways, I'm your host, Dave Duenas, and thanks for tuning in and listening to Leave It in the Ring, Measuring the Fighters. Ladies and gentlemen,
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.